Welcome to Health Dose, a conversational podcast that tackles issues surrounding your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. September is Sepsis Awareness Month, and we're joined by Andrea Porter, a clinical quality nurse specialist with MidMichigan Health. We ask Andrea, what is sepsis? Sepsis is really um, your body's toxic or severe response to infection. Basically, your immune system, which is supposed to fight off infection, goes into overdrive, or I like to call it sepsis chaos. I think that's a good way to put it. And so your body goes into overdrive and it begins to actually attack your body. It is also an extreme inflammatory response in your body and is frequently caused by bacterial infections or viral infections such as pneumonia or influenza, which is common and not often, but it also can be caused by a parasitic or fungal infection as well. So sepsis isn't necessarily the infection itself. It's the body's reaction to the infection? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's the misconception sometimes that you can catch or that sepsis is contagious and it's definitely not. So it's a result of having an infection and then it's your body's response to that infection itself. So not actually the infection causes sepsis. Sepsis isn't the infection. It's the reaction to the, Correct. To the in- infection. What are the symptoms of sepsis? How, how would we know if someone has it? Well, they are common symptoms to other things, but the difference is that people will have more extreme pain or general discomfort, or they'll say, I feel like I might die, or you'll notice more pale or discolored skin, very sleepy, having an altered mental status is very common, short of breath, so a little bit more extreme symptoms than the typical infection symptoms. So if you're questioning, especially if the patient has a high fever or a very low fever, that also can be a symptom. Typically, you your heart rate starts to increase as well. So those are some of the symptoms that you can have. Sepsis is not transferable. It's not catchy. Exactly. There's nothing contagious about it. The infection that you actually have can be contagious, Mm -hmm. but the sepsis itself is not contagious because the sepsis is just the response to that infection. And everybody responds differently Mm -hmm. as well. Not everybody that gets that infection. For example, if somebody has chickenpox, you can catch the chickenpox, but it doesn't mean that if you contract chicken pox, that you too would develop sepsis. They're two separate things. Yes. Who can get sepsis? Any one of us. That's the thing. None of us are immune to it. We're not immune to not getting sepsis. So we're all at risk for that when we develop infection. And that's why some of the preventative measures are so important as well, because there is no way to know. And then that's why it's so important for that public awareness. That's why that's extremely important, public awareness is, because we have to know what we're looking for so that people know when they should seek medical attention. And what is that tipping point? If I have a child or I have a family member that I suspect may have sepsis, What's the tipping point? How do you know? I think especially if your loved one is having any type of altered mental status or definitely having extremely pale skin or very short of breath and they're making comments like, I'm just not feeling well at all. I'm feeling more ill than I felt before. If they're making any types of comments like that, um, definitely seeking medical attention because then you wanna see if your heart rate's elevated, if your blood pressure is dropping, if some of those things are happening that are signs Mm -hmm. of a person becoming Mm -hmm. septic. What's the acronym? Uh, Sepsis is an acronym for some of the symptoms, if you would share that, please. Absolutely. The S is for shivering or a fever or very cold. Mm -hmm. 
The E is for extreme pain or general discomfort or the worst pain ever. P is for pale or discolored skin. S is for sleepy or difficult to arouse or confused or, like I said, altered mental status mm -hmm. that we talked about before. The I is I feel like I might die. And the S is for short of breath. So those are some of the symptoms, if you think of sepsis as an acronym, for the symptoms that a person might be experiencing themselves. Once again, sepsis is not contagious, but if it's not contagious, how do we prevent it? And there, there's a lot of things that we can do. We can take our antibiotics as prescribed when we have our antibiotics. We can finish the entire course. Mm -hmm. Hopefully people have heard of antibiotic-resistant infections, and that's more easily developed if we don't take our antibiotics as prescribed and if we take someone else's antibiotics instead of getting prescribed our own or a partial dose. Hand washing is huge, especially if you have somebody that you already know has an infection in your house, vigilant hand washing. Asking your doctor or your nurse if you're seeking medical attention, if you haven't seen them wash in and wash out when they're coming in to see you as a patient, saying, hey, I, didn't notice, I noticed you didn't wash your hands. Would you mind washing your hands? Which is not easy to do, but no. it's something that we encourage mm -hmm. people to do if they're recognizing that. And again, that's just another public awareness thing for us to all be mindful of, mm -hmm. is to make sure that we hold each other accountable to be doing things that can prevent the spread of infection. Also ensuring that sterile technique, be conscious of when you're having a procedure done that people are also utilizing good sterile technique when they're doing things on you is also important. And also getting vaccinated on appropriate vaccinations is also helpful to limit the spread of infection as well. How common is sepsis? Sepsis is fairly common. There's more than 1.6 million cases of sepsis every year that we're aware of. So it's fairly prevalent and it's the third leading cause of death in the United States. It's that common. Mm-hmm. And as a clinical quality nurse specialist at MidMichigan Health, what are you doing to prevent sepsis or to raise awareness of sepsis in the community? We collaborate with many team members in our healthcare facility, and we try to work with our provider offices as well as the acute care side of treatment for patients. We make sure that we have appropriate discharge instructions for our patients when they go outside of the doors that have actually had an infection with us to make sure that they're aware of if things worsen at home or if these you see any of these signs or symptoms, you should again seek medical treatment again if these signs or symptoms come about. And then just some general public awareness with mainly in the provider's offices. We really try to make sure that families and the patients that seek care there are aware of what puts them at higher risk. And of course, the very young, the elderly are much more susceptible to developing sepsis. So making sure that those patient populations are aware that when they do have an infection to make sure they're watching out for some of those signs and symptoms. And what is MidMichigan Health doing to recognize and prevent sepsis internally as a hospital? Making sure that we really bring about awareness that early recognition is key when we're dealing with sepsis. And the earlier you can treat, the more likely they are to have less comorbidities or less likely to have a higher mortality rate. So mm -hmm. making sure that we early recognize and then that we appropriately treat 
and our clinicians are trained to early recognize sepsis. And in addition, there have been collaborative interdisciplinary teams that have worked to develop best practice advisories and use predictive analytics to help clinicians consider and identify signs and symptoms and diagnostics that are related to sepsis for early recognition. Mm -hmm. I think they've become more cognizant of looking at patients when they come through the doors and looking for the signs and symptoms. Do they have potential risk of this being sepsis? So I think they're more in tune with that and they've gotten much better at that. And there's also continuous improvement that we're working on in the hospitals on a daily basis that we work on to optimize to make sure we have the best patient outcomes for our septic population. So what are the keys to preventing sepsis? What are the, the big takeaways we should have? Hand washing is probably number one. Mm-hmm. Doing what you can if you know somebody has infection to make sure you're doing what you can to reduce the spread of that. And then also getting vaccinated, vaccinated during flu season, those type of things. So really reducing the infections in general is gonna reduce the risk of people developing sepsis. That is MidMichigan Health's Clinical Quality Nurse Specialist, Andrea Porter. As always, if you have health concerns, you should consult your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, you can go to midmichigan.org slash doctors. And as a good resource for more information regarding sepsis, Andrea Porter suggests you go to sepsisalliance.org. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Join us again next time for another edition of Health Dose.